Let me just make something clear that maybe you guys who only watch the movie. Oh, here we go. Are down oh, with. oh, no. Oh, God. Wait, real quick. Just Spectacles are being adjusted. Yeah, go oh, God. So, go on. number 180 of the bad cowdy funky podcast yeah this week we'll be soaring into the controversial not really that controversial i'm I'm building it up marvel's captain marvel we'll talk about the good we'll talk about the bad and of course we'll talk about what this movie means for the future of the marvel cinematic universe but first let's talk about dave the bearded menace i can't cast that here dot chris meow I'm a cute cat. I'm Damn a cute right. Kitty cat. Uh, TV's Casey. Yo. Jay's Mac. So my parents had a cat that looked just like this one, and their house disappeared randomly. I know exactly where it is now. <laughs> the Bad Coyote, Sergio. Welcome, everyone, to the best damn podcast in the world. Thank you for flying higher, faster, sharp, whatever they call the, the model for this game. Anyway, uh, thanks to everyone who's been listening on Spotify, on iHeartRadio, on Apple podcast on google play music whatever it's called anywhere you can listen and download to a podcast on your mobile phone in your car on your way to work in the gym wherever you're doing and whatever you're doing it with listening to our podcast thank you who everyone who has been coming by to our streams twitch.tv slash booster greg checking out his streams when he goes live playing them games yeah make sure yeah. to give him a follow make sure to drop him some twitch primes and sweet mm, delicious mm, oh it's so good when it hits the lips taste those primes yeah if you have some left over hit us up here at back on your funky with those sweet 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 sweet, 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 sweet. <laughs> twitch primes <laughs> it helps us out if you have an amazon account hook it up to your twitch account and it helps us keep the lights on here and broadcast everything we have to all these sweet sweet platforms but you don't have to it's not required. Just show up, listen, tell your friends, spread it around, spread the love. That is the Bad Cody Funky Podcast, the realest and unscuffed podcast you've ever listened to. Thank you all for listening. We do this for fun, and we do it for you. Indeed. And I'm your host for the evening, Booster Egg. Now that we've gotten, gotten all that business out of the way, gentlemen, Captain Marvel is here. What I want to hear specifically, I think a, a lot of people are going to want to hear this, We're going to start with Casey, and we're going to talk about his expectations kind of going in and all of the hype surrounding this movie. It is the first female superhero headlined Marvel Comics movie. Ever? Yes. What about the hit hit 2000-something Electra? Electra. Yeah, I knew I was wrong. Okay. But Electra doesn't count because she's terrible. So this is the first good one. Carol Danvers has been a character for a very long time. Uh, She's been kind of a symbol of female empowerment in comic books since about 2012 before that her history is pretty messy and not great although i am a big fan of hers uh, for a while after wonder woman came out you can imagine that marvel is like for once we're officially not ahead of the curve on the superhero mm. thing dc managed to beat yeah. us in the punch with a movie that has drawn in everything from a female writer female director producers stars major casts everything the works which is great 
because you need more of that diversity. You can look up all kinds of statistics and stuff on the way that Hollywood is catered, and Wonder Woman was truly groundbreaking in almost every way. Except for that third act. Woo! Yeah, well, eh. <laughs> Let's not talk about the third act. Let's not talk about the third act. But uh, they're trying to break the same sort of ground uh, with Carol Danvers as a frontrunner, and they've really... They've really been pushing her harder than Vince McMahon will push somebody for SummerSlam, I'll tell you. You're really proud of that line. Yeah, I, I love that. <laughs> yeah, he is. I love, I love you went in and it this whole time, drop a WWE SummerSlam. reference. Casey, you want to talk about uh, Captain Marvel as a character just a little bit, like from what she was in the comics to kind of what she is now and how that compares? Uh, sure. So she started out as she's an Air Force pilot. She started out as the sort of sidekick, sort of love interest slash regular down-to-earth partner in sort of a Doctor Who adventures kind of way to the Cree Captain Marvell. That's M-A-R hyphen V-E-L-L. Oh, Not a I great see what pun. they did there. Character mm -hmm. mostly created just to keep a copyright. We don't mm -hmm. need to get into that now. She gets her powers in a super science accident with this thing called the Psych Magnetron, which basically just gives her a copy of Marvel's powers, but none of the need to clank some negabands. So it's all internalized. Mm -hmm. uh, for a long time, she assisted the Avengers and did a bunch of stuff, went through a couple of cool costume changes, like a nice little black number with a gold lightning bolt that most people are familiar with in her Ms. Marvel days. Did she have like mm -hmm. a red sash, too, or something She like did. That? She had a red yeah. sash over her hip. She yeah. has the sash in most most of her costumes now. That's, true. That's cool. Yep. That's yeah. Uh, and then one day, uh, when she wasn't being used, they decided to introduce a brand new villain for the X Men named Rogue, who ambushed her in the middle of the night. Gotcha. Bit held onto her for about ten minutes to permanently absorb her powers, <laughs> and then threw her off a bridge. <laughs> no yeah. shit. So that's how it happened. Okay. Yep. So for a while, Carol was in a coma. And she sort of fell into obscurity while Rogue raised, uh, rose to considerable prominence in X-Men comics, having all kinds of things like identity crises and not really knowing how to use her powers and everything sort of spiraling out of control. For a while, mm. Rogue and Carol shared a body. So there were times where Rogue would just fall unconscious and wake up and she'd be like, I'm Carol Danvers. And it was weird and it was crazy mm. and Carol Danvers and Wolverine have a past history, so that was, you know, huh. you get all that thrown in. Ooh. Eventually, Carol comes back. That's spicy. Yeah. Some more stuff happens with Cyclops' dad, who is a space pirate. I'm really going too fast. There's a lot yeah, to absorb Get out here. of X-Men. Yeah, there's a lot. X-Men. Get out of there. She becomes, You're going deeper she becomes, and deeper okay, in the X-Men. She becomes another Cyclops' dad. She becomes another superhero named Binary, which is, she's got no these super cool white star powers. It's amazing. Yeah. Then she goes off and has cool space pirate adventures. Eventually she comes back. She readopts the Miss Marvel mantle after her powers burn out. She sort of spins around for a while. House of M happens, which was a whole reality warping thing with Scarlet Witch making mutants the dominant species on Earth. Carol Danvers happened to be the premier superhero as Captain Marvel. Mm. And then when reality got all twist-turned and undone, she's like, wow, maybe there's something to this. Maybe. Yes. I'd also like to point out I'm glazing over a particularly terrible part in her history where she became impregnated with her own son. Again, very weird. Fucking Marvel. Yeah, it was. God damn it. Wait, let's hear more about that. Okay, so there's a <laughs> just there's kidding. a time traveling bad guy named Kang. He was kidding, Casey. He was kidding. Okay. Just kidding. Anyway, we're not kidding. getting into it, but it's yeah. it's traumatic and rapey and really really terrible, and I'm pretty sure everybody wishes they could forget about it. 
I already. I didn't know about it until just now, and I want to forget. Yeah, there you go. Well, it's important to know um, that she's come back from. She's probably been through the ringer more than any female character in comic book history. Hmm. Huh. Gail Simone, famous comic book writer, coined a phrase called "women in refrigerators." Uh, I've heard of that. Yeah, which is basically it was a huge catalog of female characters in comic books being mistreated. And despite not being the reason it's named Women in Refrigerators, Carol Danvers is definitely the top of the list. For a while. 2012 comes Kelly Sue DeConnick as a writer. Uh, she swoops in. She got, uh, Captain Marvel gets a new costume designed by Jamie McKelvey. She gets a new lease on life, a new identity. She starts leading a f- one team of Avengers. And that's where it all sort of falls into place to set the stage for her in the modern continuity okay so for the past seven years she's been carol Danvers has been captain marvel she's been a leader of the avengers uh a team called the ultimates um alpha flight once which was used to be canadian but is now in space who knows what <sighs> same place yep and <laughs> yeah, basically the same right? canadians in space, space you up to speed. there's also been about four other captains marvel Mm-hmm. who have all shared the name and gone on to use different names. One of them was in this movie. One of them was in this movie. We'll get to that later. Uh, mm-hmm. She's my favorite. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, that that's sort of a, a, a crash, an extremely crashing course on Carol Danvers' history. Awesome. <laughs> um, well, let's go over to Chris with kind of who Captain Marvel was in this movie specifically. So Carol Danvers, what we're talking about. All right, so this movie is all about flashbacks. Yeah. So classic starts off kind of amnesia situation. She's been kind of living with the Kree for a while. Uh, she's been training with uh, – what's the dude's name? Dumbledore. Dumbledore. Yeah. Nailed it. Training with Dumbledore. Yon Rog. Yeah. With what? Yon Rog. Yon Rog. Been training with Yon Rog. Balrog? Yon Rog. He's like, Yon-Rog. all right, you ready to take Eggnog? this trial thing? And then um, – Jude Law. Not for the Garflack. Love it. Uh, so then she does this trial, and she sees this thing that's like, oh, by the way, you're ready to basically fight for the Kree. And then they go off on a mission uh, against the Skrulls. The Skrulls are kind of the big bad guys in this one. They can take the shape of anyone. Um, she gets captured by the Skrulls. She friggin' tears a ship apart, escaping, lands on Earth. Um and slowly starts to just kind of trying to figure out where the scrolls are, ends up uncovering the secrets to her past that she actually started out on Earth as mm. a fighter pilot and whatnot. Um, and it's, yeah, it was pretty good, pretty entertaining. Yeah. Um, hmm. So we have, we, I think a, a lot of the hype and a lot of the um, focus has been on <laughs> Captain Marvel herself, Carol Danvers. Mm. Uh, yeah. But there are quite a few supporting characters kind of in this that really help kind of shape this movie. At least in my opinion, um, I want to know what was who's your favorite supporting character. I mean, there's a lot to choose from. Definitely, definitely, uh, Lashana Lynch, who plays um, Maria Rimby. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, I, I think I think she was a very powerful actor in this movie. I, th- I think she did a better job uh, acting than Brie Larson did. Like I, I like Brie Larson uh, in a lot of other movies, just not in this movie. It's the same way I like Chadwick Boseman, but he was not the best part of Black Panther. Everybody yeah. else was. 
And Lashana Lynch uh, is is a black lady who is uh, Carol Danvers' friend in this movie. And when Carol Danvers comes back to Earth, because she's chasing a scroll, she goes through through a portal and such, just like what what Chris said. Uh, she finds her way through through means and stuff and things to to her friend. And her friend's like, "Oh, you've been gone for six years. Like, and we thought you were dead. And the mission's so top secret, it never happened." Like what the hell's going on? And in, th- in this crazy emotional scene that was that was it, it was it was amazing. I was like, holy crap! She's like out acting the lead actress in this movie by a mile. I was <laughs> like, make her, yeah, I was like, make her Captain Marvel. What the hell? Lashana Lynch just just she showed I, I up think... for work that day and was like, here we go, bitch, and <laughs> she did it. <laughs> I, I think a absolutely lot of sold it. Acted Brie Larson though. Well, too, yeah. it's not yeah. hard when they don't everyone. give her anything to say. Yeah, yeah, you know what's annoying is that she's a. She's an Academy Award winning actress. You know, she won an Academy Award. So you would have thought she would have like knocked this out of the park. That doesn't really hold the same merit for me as when I was a, young, a much younger lad. Like when I was a see, young warthog. Huh? <laughs> still, either either way, dude. Like yeah. even if it doesn't hold the same merit, it's still a fact that she is one of those types of that caliber type of actress. Mm-hmm. And she kind of like fumbled. Like I call it like the Val Kilmer effect, basically. Um, Val Kilmer. <laughs> Phenomenal actor in the '90s. Did a lot of great movies. He, which ones? Um, Tombstone, Door, The Doors. You know, he Batman did a lot of good movies. Come on, yeah. man. Uh, no. And he then, then he gets the Batman Returns forever. and forever, forever. Oh yeah, Batman Forever. So he gets the Batman Forever, forever. and he just overacts it, fucks up, whatever. So it's like a lot of these great actors almost can't play a comic. When you're hero. given have a no, bad credit come back card to. as a prop, you can't help but overact. Well, that was Clooney. <laughs> that was George Clooney. Oh, that was George Clooney. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was the nipples. I'm getting all my Schumacher films going about today. Yeah. But but yeah, I, I think, but anyway, yeah, yeah anyway, yeah. so yeah, so like I think it's just either a like like Greg like saying that um, she didn't have good lines or she just didn't know how to deliver them. She was trying too hard to be tough. There there were plenty of uh, parts where I liked her. Like there there are a few scenes where I was like, that's kind of like scoundrelly. Like it's very Han Solo esque. Mm-hmm. They should have like leaned into that a little more. But I feel like they're like, oh no, don't do that, don't do that. Turn around, turn around, pivot, pivot. And I was like, no. Lean into that. Like, have her do the quips. Have her be funny. Like, have her have so, an attitude. That's I think my opinion was that, like, there's this weird kind of area where she's playing almost clueless because she has no idea that she's on this planet Earth that was once her home. Mm-hmm. And then right. also totally, like, a badass where she's like, well, let me just grab this phone and make, like, a communicator out of this. You know what I mean? And Radio Shack. A fucking idiot. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, like, there's this weird, like, imbalance there between those two states like you had that that effect with wonder woman right where wonder woman was kind of playing like a like a dum-dum like walking around an area where she's never been before you know what i mean so carol danvers is over here in the marvel universe being like oh yeah i've never been to this place before like obviously she has but like i i'm not familiar with it but i get everything anyway you know what i mean and maybe that's just because she's an alien and the other person grew up on a secluded island but it was weird for me to see that and i was like not only that but i think i i was thinking about that also like how is she able to figure that but then if you think about it it goes back to muscle memory like she was born in this world she was on this world for like x amount of years yeah certain things you don't forget you know like look at someone so look at someone with alzheimer's or dementia like they're, they're forgetting a lot but certain things they did every day for 30 years they won't forget. Hmm. I think uh, so. It could be that, but I might be looking too much into no, it. No, I agree. With, I agree with Jason that it was definitely like the third act. We kind of saw the Captain Marvel that we've been waiting to see the entire movie. Yeah, she actually was yeah. like, okay, I kind of know what's happening. I'm going mm-hmm. to appropriately 
talk. They actually, that's when they actually decided to give her lines to say. Um, and the <laughs> ones that she delivered were great. Um, and I was like, that was cool. Where was this? The first two thirds of the movie. But um, <laughs> yeah, but I don't think, I, I think that's a not necessarily, I don't think the problem was Brie Larson. I think the problem was the script or potentially even the cuts that they had the to directors make, to keep it, to keep it in there. Um, but I didn't, I, I liked, I really liked her as Captain Marvel. Again, I just mm-hmm. wish that she had more lines than Nick Fury. I like her more as because she's the title character. Yeah, she, she was Adams. great as Envy Adams. Like even she though she, she's supposed named. to be emotionless, she was better being emotionless as Envy Adams. Like she conveyed that better in yeah. Scott Pilgrim versus the World than she <laughs> she did here. But yeah, I, I do agree with you guys that it could be the script and and the director because like the certain mm-hmm. directors can bring it out of an actor. They yes. know what mm-hmm. to to do. But it's also odd that like the other supporting characters in this movie did did a better job. I mean, like Ben Mendelsohn as one of the head scrolls. Like I thought he did. Yes, he, I mean he was uh, my favorite character. Amazing. Like, he you, was my you, favorite. You, like like you you admit. <laughs> feel for the scrolls i didn't expect yes. that so that was like, that was like mildly spoiled for me oh uh, no like, well, lego or not who like did the it? whole kit and caboodle but like so i was sitting there was sitting there in bed watching our netflix i don't remember what the fuck we're watching something stupid i don't remember uh me and emily emily's doing a little crossword puzzle and it's all marvel based so every every question she's like what's oh this? What's no that? What's that? and then she goes um who's what the, i can't remember is this character's name right now but he's like who's this guy and i was like i don't know it says ben, yeah ben mendelson plays this scroll and she like it begins with a t and i was like ben mendelson's playing a scroll yes and then i'm like all right whatever and then we figured it out we went move the line i'm watching the movie and when you first see him he's the head of like shield and i'm mm-hmm. like you're a scroll aren't you're a scroll you? <laughs> and fortunately it was like 30 seconds later where he's yeah. just like go gently into the night my friend yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think we would have figured it out anyway because he only plays bad guys in movies but now. He didn't. Yeah. But he didn't. Yeah, I was expecting yeah, him to be some Nolan not. Sorrento again from, you know, uh, Ready yeah. Player One and be like, oh, I fucking hate this guy. Like, I don't want to <laughs> yeah. see him anymore. Sick of seeing him uh, be a bad guy. And then he wasn't. Yeah, I, I, I think the, my... the first parts of the movie were pretty interesting because, and especially the, the music too, you had like this, this, like, this, like, uh, like almost kind of like the Thor, the um, uh, Ragnarok kind of feel to it. Where you had these like uh, like synthesizers in there and stuff, and I thought it was pretty cool. Like, we're going through space, we're looking at the Kree homeworld, and I was like, "Ooh, I like what they're doing here." Where they're setting up the scene seems pretty nice. Yeah, and uh, I like the fact that she's like a spec ops soldier, pretty much. Because yes, a lot of people had an awesome. issue. Uh, I want to ask you guys this. Noble warrior heroes, Spec Ops, Green Beret, Black Ops person. Um, I didn't have a problem with this. I want to, I want to get your, your guys' opinions on this. But a lot of people um, were voicing an opinion about uh, her "quote unquote" lifelessness and and the need for uh, Yan Rob, uh, Jude Law's character, to tell her to bottle her emotions. And I think it worked out well because if you think about these hardcore soldiers that have to go into battle, you can't have emotion. And That's especially once true. you find out towards the end that 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 team led by Yon Rob was supposed to be killing the scrolls who were in this movie refugees and they weren't the bad guy we thought we were. If you had emotion, you might feel for them and you might not carry out that mission that they're trying to do. So uh, I didn't have a problem personally with her having no emotion. I'm like she's a soldier, she's a spec op, she's not supposed to have emotion. Like, and I like that too because there's a lot of like a, there's a lot of levity in the Marvel movies, a lot of quips yeah. and stuff like that. And here we have a serious kick-ass badass hero. So when she gets into the next movie, Endgame, everyone's gonna be like. Ooh, quippy, quippy, and she's just like, really? Like, can we, can we get this? Can we get this car? Let's go. But what do you guys think about that? I didn't mind. Like, I didn't mind that fact. Um, my problem is that they didn't really address the emotion piece enough. They addressed it right at the beginning. They addressed it kind of in the end, um, but throughout the middle, it didn't really matter. So, 
I don't mind that. I, I don't I, mind it was there. I just don't think that it was a necessary plot point. Mm. I agree with Chris. Like, um, I even think about that until you mentioned it, Sergio. Like, she was very emotionless in this movie, but not because of her acting chops, mostly because, like you said, spec up soldier. She has, like, bottle promotions. That makes more sense now. If I, w- if I would have saw this a second time, I prob- I hopefully would have gotten that. Mm. Um, but you're right. I did not think of that at all. That makes that makes the character... That actually rise, brings the character up higher for me, to tell you the truth. Not you mentioned that. Like, that... That's a, that's a good mm-hmm. point. Really and only because like, I have friends in the military and they told me like the hell they had to go through with boot camp and like the horror stories from like their drill sergeants and stuff like that. They turn you into a tool. Yes. And emotionless tool. You have to be ready to get in your machine. Shit. Listen to orders without any bad. Like you have to get rid of your emotion because they can drive you to do things that will either get you killed or, or, or well, well, I was going to say or worse, but what's cursed than getting killed? Getting your, um, getting your legs blown so, yeah, off. Yeah, exactly. and, no, no, there's, there's worse. Getting your legs blown <laughs> off and third degree burns in your body and being alive. That's yeah. worse. So, so, so when Yom Rob was just, so it's just like, you're mo- like when he's like putting his two fingers on her temples, like you're mo- mush, your emotions, get those out of here. And she's just like, okay, boom, let's get rid of these scrolls. All right, Captain, let's do it. Yeah. You know, let's not like, address like, yeah. emotion for the next hour and a half. <laughs> <until the very laughs> she's, like, she's like a cool, bu- like her whole thing is Buzz Lightyear. I feel like they just needed to say that like right out of the gate. <laughs> yeah. yeah. She has the wrist communicator. She's like, there's no sign of intelligent life forms anywhere. <laughs> oh, that's so good. I'm standing right here. it's Disney. <laughs> oh, man. Um, Wait, while we got Casey on the mic, I have a question that this is what I want to know from you the whole time. Oh, okay. is how did you feel about the Skrulls switcheroo? I like it. There All is right, yeah, a, cool. There, Done. Don't explain. No, I'm just <laughs> Go ahead. There's a Guardians of the Galaxy story that was written at the time Secret Invasion was done. Um, mm-hmm. And Secret Invasion, for those of you playing at home, was the major Marvel Comics crossover where the Skrulls invaded Earth, impersonated a bunch of heroes, and fought everybody. Um, it was pretty embrace change. Yeah, it's pretty crazy, and it's what everybody brings up when people talk about the Skrulls and their influence on an Avengers movie. Anyway, uh, the Skrulls being refugees, not all Skrulls are bad people. Uh, they've had their homeworld eaten by Galactus at least once, oh. possibly twice. Oh. <laughs> yeah, they've got bad Jesus. luck. Jesus. Damn. Yeah. Uh, we'll stop making worlds so delicious and Galactus will stop. <laughs> uh, anyway, the, the Guardians Jesus. of the Galaxy in the comics had a home base on Nowhere, which is that cool floating head in space that you know from the movies. Uh, mm. They also had a psychic Russian dog who is great, and his name is Cosmo, and I love him. Cosmo was, uh, he's like the security guy. He's like the Odo of DS9, but for uh, nowhere. And he's protecting a a group of Skrull refugees. In a time where Skrulls are infiltrating not just Earth, but like all planets everywhere. In a world. So that's more or less where that comes from. Otherwise, the Skrulls have almost unanimously been bad guys. There was one time in X-Men comics where Professor X had a group of scrolls that were like mutant scrolls. And mm. he's like, I'm going to train you guys. And then they all died, which, you know, par for the course. <laughs> Way to go, what? Professor well, X. Yeah, whatever. GG. Not all scrolls are evil, though, too, right? Like, no. Yeah. They can, they're like anybody else, but they're a race that's sort of predicated on warrior culture. Yeah. Like, ah, the Super I mean, Scroll ends up becoming their emperor just because they're like, hey, you're tough and everybody else is dead. <laughs> dude i would love to see it because I, I love being him in marvel vs. capcom dude i was, like, I was just about to bring yeah. that up love that I was guy like, 
it was so hard to watch this and not get PTSD when he used to whoop my ass as <laughs> and it's like it's like why is he doing this Fantastic Four shit why is his arm up in the air why is he shaking me everywhere you know what Saman take this I don't want to play anymore <laughs> <laughs> dude that shit was fun I would love to see a story with him but uh, yeah wait, with this movie uh, what did you guys think about the overall story the uh, um, like the flashbacks did those those work for you um, it, they kind of irked some uh, people I, I thought it was an interesting way to tell a story but it didn't work with everyone did it work for you guys it worked it, I would say it worked for me like it was a it was a different way to tell an origin story mm-hmm. we're not seeing like her get the powers and then finally get into like yeah whatever like, it's like how it do I use these and, yeah. yeah it goes back to like her she's already established she's already an established character she already has these powers that's all we need to know you know yeah. and we learn we learn how she gets them like through a flashback I enjoyed it. It was a nice little switcheroo at the end where it's like, oh, she didn't actually land this planet. She got fucked up on Earth, and that's that whole thing. It's a, it was a, it was a good story. I just wish they explained more why the Kree are the way they are. Like we got, tricks. we got understanding of like the the scrolls, but not the Kree. Hmm. Yeah. Like, 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 why they're adamantly like, like going after the they, scrolls? It's and- like for. I feel like for this movie, they didn't develop the bad guys enough. They just made them bad guys to be bad yeah. guys in the past yeah, four or five movies. They do kind of imply a lot of stuff with the Kree. Yeah, uh, that's not yeah. stated. So they're um, and they do in the uh, Guardians they're too. Blue, yeah, I think you get a lot of the backstory. Yeah, supremacists, I guess you could say. <laughs> yeah, they're a, they're a culture that's entirely predicated on genetic superiority. Like they've okay, and then you know what? And that's if that's the case, say it in the movie. That's all we need. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, that's like all give we us need that context then, within the movie, so we fully yeah. understand yeah. it. Yeah, I guess. Because yeah. then at that point, it's like, oh fuck. Okay, these guys will take out anybody. They don't care. I mean, then it, then it then it really makes it. I, I kind of got that with the fact that Jude Law was like the leader. That's if there's one thing I've learned in me watching movies in my lifetime, it's that no successful film with Jude Law as like the mentor. Is gonna be like, you're gonna be rooting for Jude Law at the end of it. But what about the holiday, or Alfie? I mm. said as the mentor, not oh. in general. Oh, right. oh. Yeah, no, no, you're right, you're right, you're right. And I said, <laughs> I said successful because I was thinking about good old Fantastic Beasts too. Yikes! Oh, yes. Yikesitron. Yeah. Uh, what'd you guys think of the soundtrack for this movie? Oh god, okay. it was banging. Let me, let me. No, I disagree. All the nineties. I stuff? disagree. Like, they were, like, I mean, they had really good songs that I love. They had stuff from Garbage, from Hole, from fucking, like, really good, no like, doubt. 90s rock. No Doubt. I never in my life thought I would see, like, No Doubt an action movie, and I'm fucking happy it happened. <laughs> but there's so many songs that would have told a better narrative yes. that they could have gone I, with. Yeah, this felt... I had an issue with that. Like, I like No Doubt, but I had an issue with how it was used. Everybody noticed that a lot of these, all, all the music in the movie were females, were female bands or groups or stuff like that, because they're going with a theme here for this whole thing with the ladies. Um, and, and when that song popped up, No Doubt, I'm Just a Girl, it's like, it was kind of heavy-fisted. And I don't think the choreography yes. worked. I mean, it would it would have been fun if they were doing that throughout the entire movie, like putting these songs where it would work in a sequence. But it kind of seemed like they were forcing the songs in there, just reminding that we're in a I certain agree. time frame. And then, absolutely, when, and, like for yeah, instance, and, and then when No Doubt, Just a Girl came on, it's like I get it. She's fighting. She's a girl. She's powerful. But it's like too like on the nose. It's like it, it, like they might as well have rewritten the song. Be like, I'm just a girl. I'm fighting. I'm strong. Like to literally say what's happening. Like you for know instance, what I mean? Like, it's it's, it's not a place. What, one of the things I brought up was like in Guardians of the Galaxy, the songs make no sense, but they're perfect for the scene. Right. They you know fit I mean? the mood. They, they fit. Like, yeah. at, no matter how out of whack the song is, like P- uh, Pina Colada when he's flying back and dressing, <laughs> behold. It it works so well, but in this nothing. And when James Gunn does it, there is a rhythm to the scene that yes. goes with the song, and he, he does that in mind. Like, he, he said he's done that. But here, I like, for feel this, the, the it feels rhythm. like someone. 
someone had like a top 10 of like 1995 songs <laughs> and went with it. Like there's no reason why I like the song. But no reason why TLC chasing waterfalls should have been yeah. in there. That was you so know? weird. That was, that was or, really or like, weird. I mean, or, or like uh, "Come As You Are" by Nirvana, great song, but it they it, it forced it. Yeah, you know? like, yeah. I was Those hoping are two quintessential '90s songs, man. Like they, I, they, they, yeah, they, but they, they were. I think it good. I think he means the implementation, like where, where they put it in the movie. Like it's kind of yeah. just like, all right, let's turn this part of the like the the, the theme yeah. song on. You know what I mean? And I mean, just, and, and also like, so, and also the '90s female like like songs. No Queen Latifah, really? Yeah. Like yo, what up? I mean, I mean, salt, salt and pepper was in her. That's great. Yeah, you know what I mean, but like, yeah, I agree. And also, the other thing is like, I understand what they're going for, but they cut out so many great songs, just sticking with female, like female-led songs. Yeah, female-led bands. I would have hoped like, for Missy Elliott, to be honest. I mean, yeah, I would have well, said I Missy mean, Elliott over Queen Latifah is probably mm-hmm. a better hit. But like, um, they cut out, they cut out like half of the grunge scene. They cut out like Stone Temple Pilots. They cut out yes. Pearl Jam. They cut out Green yes. Day. Like Green Day was big in the '90s. Like imagine like when she crashes into like um to, to Blockbuster, and she gets up. They're playing Brain Stew. Dun dun. Oh, that'd have been great. Dun dun. You know, it would, yeah. would be fucking awesome when she gets up and she's walking around. They're still playing the song. It's like 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 you said, they're playing the Marvel music, regular like or- or- orchestra stuff, when she's in space. Right when she lands, all the '90s music. It would have been great. It would have fit the role, but it's like it just didn't, and uh, it didn't feel like the '90s. It's like someone saw a documentary in the '90s and was like, "Let's do that." Oh, I, I, oh, I disagree. I think a lot of the visual, a lot of the visual choices were extremely '90s that they chose. Yeah, but it's like they, they feel like they threw it in there just to throw in there. It just didn't feel like. It just felt weird. Like Bumblebee felt like it was in the '80s. Yes, you know what I mean. It did. Stranger Things feels like it's in the '80s. Mm. Um, they, they don't really have to try hard. You just look at it and you get that sense that you were in the '80s. This. Oh, look at they the didn't color have palette, it. And also the color palette, the biggest whole thing, but the biggest, also the big color, you're right. Color palette. Yeah, um, yeah. But the biggest, re- the biggest nineties reference they could have made and they didn't MTV. Ooh, this is back when MTV was at, I guess it's purest maybe. form maybe playing music. Mm-hmm. Maybe, but still it's like, they could, you're telling me they couldn't get a copyright for that. Like, also, wait, did you, oh man, imagine if Kurt Loader was a scroll. Oh man. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> Did she watch TV at all in this? I don't remember. No. No, I don't, I don't think, think so. Yeah. No. But it could have been playing like at the bar. It could have been like someone yeah. wearing an MTV shirt. Like if she would have just walked that, out wearing an MTV shirt, that would have been dope. That's a yeah. rich bar in the 90s. That is a rich bar. Mm. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah man. We're, I forgot how, how cable was in the back in the day. Yeah. I also thought the uh, – I'm sorry, so – I'm 100% against the fact that I'm Just a Girl was like, wasn't a phenomenal choice for that. I think this movie overall um, was a little less heavy-handed, and we'll get into this a little bit later, I think, about with uh, people were worried about like how upfront women empowerment is this going to be. And I honestly I think that this movie definitely did a slow burn. It had its moments, um, but it was definitely less heavy-handed than Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. So at that oh, moment, yeah. when they had that huge fight scene where she, go, she all of a sudden snaps and becomes this total badass that just can do no wrong for the third act and totally like Rex house. That was the moment. Okay. Let's let this loose. And we're just going to friggin' hand it to you on a silver platter. This is, this is the moment. And I think that is a perfect kick ass nineties jam. to be able to do that. I know. I I agree with you, Chris. I like, I like no doubt where it was. I'm not disagreeing with that. Just everything else was kind of like that. So (laughs) how many of you guys saw this with your significant other? I did. Oh, I did. You did. I think we all know the answer to that for me. Yeah. I did not. <laughs> <laughs> I went to go see it with Helen. And let me tell you, this is... People talk about representation in film and things like that. And as a white male, I'm like, I don't really get it because everything I see has got white men in it. <laughs> I saw Ellen literally lift out of her seat 
in in that fight scene when Just a Girl. Was I agree. Playing. Which 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 fight scene? That one. The when Just a Girl was playing when she was fighting the whole squad, and then when she's I agree fighting Jan Rog at the end of the movie. She that was she's great. Like she just lifted out of her chair with excitement. She didn't do that for, for me. And then she like, burned her bra. She didn't do it for Black Panther. <laughs> nothing. Can you confirm or deny? I can. If bras were burned. Yeah. The the best takeaway I got from this movie was this little girl was walking out and she was like in her soccer uniform, probably like no older than like maybe eleven. And while she walked by us, first thing she says to her mom was, "What song was playing when she was fighting all those guys? That song was amazing." I'm like, "Yes, someone's been saved. Awesome. Nice. She's not listening to shit music." That's awesome. Yeah, that's like probably the best takeaway from this is like all the songs they played were like female led, and that girl's that little girl's gonna be like. I'm going to discover this shit. This is going to be amazing. It's where we definitely did something for women empowerment. And I do like that that part of the end where, because throughout the whole movie, Jan Rao's, a Jude Law's character is pretty much just like overbearing on her. And he's like telling her how to live her life pretty much. Mm. And then he's just, I want the best version of you. Yeah. I want the best version of you. Like fight me without your powers. Prove to me that you can do that. And then if you can, then then you're better than me. But until you do, you're not. And I can shit on you. And at the end of the movie, he's just like, all right, like we we fought, you know, I'm the bad guy. All right. Put away those powers. Blast him. Blast the hell out of him. And she's just like, I don't have to prove a thing to you. And I was like, yes, yes, bitch. I was like, and that, that was, that was a great, moment and especially if if you think about like little girls who see that like uh, as a role yeah. model it's just like oh yeah this whole this whole this whole time this dude or wait it's not to be a dude if if someone is just like oh like you're trying to tell you what to do and how, like to do your own thing like if you think what do you think to do yeah. is best like do that because the whole of these guys is like don't fight me with your powers just th- just fight me hand to hand but the you know, powers are her. It's a part, and she learned that it's a part of her. It's in her DNA. It's in, it's in her blood. It literally is her. So why would she not fight with it just because he said not to? You know what right. I mean? Like, yeah, like why? Like, like who, who is else. he? Exactly. Especially since she finds out that that she he betrayed her. You know, some like the it's best, been using her as a best. tool, and she's like, I'm not a tool. I'm my own person. I'm gonna do my own path, do my own thing. Blah. But where I do have a problem with was uh, maybe like what, just only maybe like two moments. Uh, the first moment is. Um, <laughs> In, in the flight academy where, where she's a flashback where she's doing her boot camp training and she falls and people and guys are laughing at her like, ha ha, you can't do it. And a guy comes over and he's just like, there's a reason why it's called a cockpit. And I'm like, come on, said no one ever. Said no <laughs> one ever. Come on. I have friends in the Air Force. I'm going to ask them. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask them. Be like, yo, did anyone, do you ever say this to to a female co-pilot? Like, so someone in training a boot camp, you know, it's got a cockpit, right? <laughs> said no one ever. Come on. Stupid. I stupid. guarantee you someone has said that, and I yeah. hope they got – they probably got slapped immediately after. <laughs> yeah. You think like, so? I from someone said that to, someone to, to, to has a female pilot point. in training, hmm, you're a girl with boobies. You can't be here. We have penises. Like, come on. That's like – that's it's, 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 it's almost like – it's almost like 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 so some fantasy of some – Anyway, I don't want to get into that. Um, and the second thing went when she, went, when she was go karting, and and she crashed yeah. in her flashback. And was 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 that her dad? That was her dad. Yeah, yeah, that was her yeah. dad. Her dad's just like, "What are you doing out here? You don't belong." It's just like, okay, I've I've I've, I've talked to a couple of friends about this, and one of them was just like, "Yeah, my dad would totally tell me. A dude, like, my dad told me that. Like, 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 are you stupid? What are you doing?" Yeah. And then like pick him up. So. Yeah. I don't know, but at the same time, I don't have kids. But if I had a kid, I'd be like, and they crashed a fucking go kart, they're bleeding and shit. I'd be like, what are you doing? You don't belong out here. But like, 
you gave me permission, Dad. What the fuck? Like, <laughs> like what are you, yeah. how else did I get in this go-kart? And you're standing there <laughs> watching me the whole time. Now I don't belong out here? Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, if you notice, like, like, like all these guys that overbear on her, like, they, they have, like, an angled up camera where, like, they're yeah. like, literally, it's, it's like the imagery is them overbearing on her, yeah. you know, and for her to, like, come over and triumph and stuff like that. But I don't know. It's just written as, like, some, some weird fantasy. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, that's 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 only um, two things out of the whole movie. Let's talk about some um, the inconsistent retcons that were made to (sighs) shoehorn this movie into the MCU. I didn't realize how obvious it was. I'm I'm interested in hearing all of them and getting a no prize for every one. (laughs) 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 On camera here. All right, let's do this. Oh man, it's 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 crazy. And you know what's weird too? I heard that they they filmed uh, Endgame and then filmed this. That's true. Really? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. You know how what? you know? Yeah. Because hmm. in the post-credit scene of this movie with Captain America, he's very skinny. He's yeah, not d- the right. Dorito Captain America that we all love. No Dorito. Love. <laughs> he's, he's Chris Evans. I'm ready to retire from acting and start directing. Yeah. Yeah. Wait. I'm, so what? What inconsistencies are we yeah, talking like, about? After yeah. I saw this movie, I went back and I watched uh, Avengers. Yeah. Because I was just like, because I forgot. So I remember the cosmic cube or the tesseract right yep and i had watched oh, captain yeah. america prior so i remembered that like or i was watching it and i was like yeah i remember that the nazis had it and then i kind of forget what happens to it after that yeah yep. didn't he freeze with it, it no no he so did here's not what happens. Melt it, so it, it, it melts through uh. the plane yeah and then uh stark stark's dad gets it and then shield has it up until the 90s apparently mm-hmm. yeah oh wow yeah and then um, we're up, not even past the 90s, up until no. there's one because they're doing um, experiments on it. And that's okay, when Loki shows the up and the scepter and they kind of, all, all that goes on. Wasn't it in Thor 1 or no? The Tesseract was no. not. No, I don't think so. No, because at the end of Avengers 1, they take the Tesseract back yeah. to. Um, oh, okay. Uh, Heim, not Heimdall. They take it back Asgard. to Asgard. They take it back Asgard. to the, yeah, the Asgard. trophy room. Technically, they take it back to Heimdall as well because he's an Asgard. So they t- they take it there, and and at the end of Avengers, Nick Fury says something along the lines of, "Well, now we know there are aliens out there. So now we, you know, blah blah blah." blah. I'm like, "But you knew aliens were out there back in the nineties, yeah. right?" Nick Fury, how you lost yeah, your eye right. by an alien cat scratch? <laughs> oh God, that was oh God. God, I was I was so Save mad about it. that. We're talking about the first inconsistency. Okay. So, <laughs> okay. So okay. that's the one that's most prevalent to me currently. Is and the fact that he knew about aliens? He knew about aliens, and he's acting like he didn't. Like, it's very hard. I mean, I guess in the nineties, it's easier to cover. So, so well. the the thing that I would say, and I know I'm I'm, I'm going to play devil's advocate. Yeah. At the so moment you're going to go for reach and say that he's just acting that way in front of his superiors because they don't no, know the aliens. No, I would say that the scrolls in the Cree. Um, they arrived and the two of them were fighting each other and that was the only reason that there was a conflict there. When the Chitari show up, they are actively trying to take over the world. So they're the first fully hostile, I'm just blowing shit up, things that came to Earth. But they, he didn't say that. You know what? He didn't. You he know didn't. why? Because they didn't Because they didn't fucking write this movie. Yet. A little bit later. <laughs> a little bit later. So give him some friggin' credit. But that's how I'm going to play it so it makes sense in my mind, even if that's not the intention that they were going for. Yeah. Huh. I mean, they could have had this movie just without having Nick Fury in it at all. They could have. Yeah. They actually could have. But would have preserved it. This movie was definitely Lethal Weapon meets Top Gun. And <laughs> it yeah. was. And I, def- feel, I, feel very, I feel very weird about that. It was definitely a buddy cop oh, movie. Absolutely. It's not nearly as gay as either of those movies, though. 
And I'm not going <laughs> to lie to you, I'm a little wow. disappointed. <laughs> like, it, it was a very, like, buddy cop movie, but it's like, I, and I love buddy cop movies. I love Tango and Cash and, like, all of my great, like, 80s, 90s movies. Mm-hmm. Turner but then Hooch. it's like, I kind of did want to, Turner Hooch, I forgot that. But I didn't want to really Turner and Hooch. Hooch see is crazy. that. Hooch is you know what oh, I mean? I, I thought it was great. Because, like, uh, I'd say, you know, if Ant-Man is a heist movie, this is a buddy cop. Because it, it kind of broke. <laughs> oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, but, like, this is – it made it different. It was not the dynamic that you were expecting when you came to this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought that was a cool twist on it. Also, how have we not talked about Nick Fury? What do we'll we actually think about we're, Nick Fury? We're, 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 we're going into it. We're, we're going to go we're into it. it. All right, all right, yeah. all right. Are there right. any other but, consistencies but, of note? Because but, okay, so, so, so the, other thing, the other thing is um, – all right, so everyone remembers when Agent Coulson was new on the scene in the Marvel movies uh, early on, early on. Um, and back then he wasn't calling Shield Shield. He was spelling it. He was yep. he was actually mm-hmm. saying the name what yep. Shield stands oh, that's for. That's right. He was, and he did it over and over. And it was part of a gag, yep. and and it kept going on. So why in this? Why do they call it Shield in this movie yep. over and over again? Internal. Also, also, what, 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 why do they have hats? That's what it is. They're feds. They're just feds. Shield Shield feds. has that's a true. Shield has a. It's like two things. So, in the mm-hmm. Marvel universe, it's like they're like the super FBI. And then they do all kinds of secret shit that nobody knows about. So their cover is just is just another government agency, but mm-hmm. then they do all the clandestine stuff. But they're like more militarized than the FBI. Yeah, <laughs> it, don't tell Jaga. me I'm wrong because they have a giant fucking helicarrier flying over. And like, <laughs> <laughs> well, they do. You don't know if they had a helicarrier in '95, right? And I, I think that's part of the disappointment of Shield in this movie is there. It's just Mulder and Scully running around is what it kind of felt like, and yeah. that's not what I. I, yeah. I, I never want to see a not angry Nick Fury. In yeah, mm. and that's what I saw here, and I was. I'm sure it's Sam Jackson being charming and being kind of himself, but I don't want to. I want. To, I never want to see how he lost his eye, and I never want to see him like joking around. Like the the slight pun in Iron Man Two is forgiven, but I don't want to see him like saying like you know people call me Fury. What about your mom? They call her Fury. What about your kid? Why don't you, why don't you let him, him be a person? I like that. I don't like that. Yeah, yeah, that let was him, pretty good. Let him be a like character. It. He doesn't have to just no. be this like. This international man of mystery. He, can... he does though. That's Secret the whole point. Agent man. He's James Bond. I agree with, with I agree not... with Greg. He has he has to be that. He is the solid oh. rock, and, and that's why people that's why people respect him as Shield. Uh, I mean, as a Shield agent and who he is. That's why these people with superpowers respect him because he's Let a me badass just make man. He is his man of mystery. That maybe you guys who only watch the movies oh, are oh, downwind. Oh, oh, here we go. Oh God. Wait, real quick. Just Spectacles are being yeah. adjusted. Go ahead there, oh God. So when go when on. Nick, before Nick Fury was all Samuel L. Jackson up and he was that David Hasselhoff looking white guy, he was chomping mm-hmm. at cigars, playing cards with Wolverine, cracking wise all the time. Okay? You don't need to make that distinction between the character and you don't need to make him super serious because all these characters have lighthearted, fun moments. Why should Fury be the only exception? Because he's a badass motherfucker. Yeah, they're why. all bad yeah. motherfuckers. I mean, I mean, in the Marvel movies, he does have quips and he does do like little slight jokes, but it's never too like like he's bending down to a cat. Oh my god, I'm bending yeah. down. Who are you? It's I was so like, much. what the that hell is this soft ass shit doing in here? Let me throw something at you. Throw we all mm-hmm. know Dave. A cat. Right? Imagine if no, Dave what? just put a scowl on and you were walking around with him, right? Would you ever mm-hmm. think that this is a man? Who, when he comes home, he takes care of his sweet old mom and his little cat, and he gives the best hugs in the universe. But Dave, but Dave's the not that serious kind of guy. 
Yeah. Dave's well, Dave. let's see what happens when he loses an eye to a yeah, cat. Yeah, we'll see what Dave, I never want you to lose an eye to a cat. But that's what I'm saying. It's, you know, appearances can be deceiving, and there's also, you know, you can craft this legend around yourself. But wait, hold on, Casey. I need you to remind me of something. All right. So this character is mostly based on Ultimate Nick Fury, right. correct? So I need you to give me a little history lesson here. For Ultimate Nick Fury? For Ultimate Nick Fury. Uh, I don't know too much, but I do know Wolverine cut his eye out. That's what I was just going to ask. Yeah. <laughs> so uh. kitty cat cutting an eye out? <laughs> a fucking rabid man who is what? He's a little taller. Than, five, than he's 5'3". Don't five. He's like five, four, five, five in Ultimates. He's taller than normal. <laughs> he's marginally tall. He's marginally taller. But you have like the most iconic badass mutant fighting Nick Fury, cuts his eye off, and Nick Fury lives. Which is the better lose your eye story? The kitty cat. Kitty the cat. alien attacking <laughs> alien the shit out of your cat. eye. Comic, You're forgetting. He's not just like took a grenade to the yeah. face like the original one. That's not bad. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty I mean, solid. And then, and then, and then, and then what was it? In Winter Soldier, he was like, uh, uh, you know, last time I trusted someone, I lost an eye. Yeah, he's an he eye. Tried, no, so he, he's, he's talking about Goose, this cat. He trusted yeah. his cat so and much because awesome they made him a soft. They made I him so, so soft as fuck in this movie. <laughs> Dude, they made him so soft in this movie. I, I was so mad. Yeah, and then, like, he I gets remember, like, scratched in his eye. I, I, love, I love the gag of, like, like, he got in the car accident. He was holding his eye. Yeah. And they were like, how's your eye? Oh, that's fine. I'm like, ah! Oh, you got me. Ah, you son of a bitch. okay with, like. But yeah, like, like I remember months ago, months ago when we first saw the trailer, when we first saw something about Nick Fury's. I even called it. I'm like, I hope it's something stupid. It, and it was, and I'm like, I'm gonna get you, sucker. Like you know, like he got, <laughs> got into a fucking like. Oh no. my god, that movie. No, how dare you? How dare you? Like I thought it would be something stupid like that, or we don't discover it. You know, mm. and either way, it would have been fine for me if we never knew how he lost his eye. Yes, exactly. That would have oh, pissed everyone off. Like oh. Like every single, like you know, like they he he gets hit in the eye or like like everything happens to that eye. He doesn't lose it. Everyone would have been like, Wait, fuck, what the like hell? Like Crispin yeah, Glover we, from we, the we, Hot we, we, we didn't machine. need to know. Yes. Like, hey, we don't need to know how Han Solo got his name. We didn't need to know how Nick Fury lost that. Like, yeah. it's 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 not a thing. These are these are the least important things. It's like when you yeah. ask. It's like when you talk to someone and they and they go into a part of the story that you don't care about. It's like, well, at first I woke up and I made toast. Like I asked you, God, I asked you. It, I, I, didn't, I didn't ask you that. You know, people who go into like the minute like things and stories that you don't fucking care about. It's like, oh, oh, and she's wearing these kind of shoes and this kind of just whatever. It's like, what? Guys, we missed something huge about this movie. We didn't touch on it. Mm. Now, fuck Nick Fury's eye fever. (laughs) Cat scratch fury. Um, (laughs) No, so before the movie actually started, the intro. A Marvel I intro. cried. We're chosen. Yeah. Like, right. Oh, yeah. All right. The beginning of this movie starts out, instead of the quintessential so Marvel sad. thing, like with all the images, it's all Stan Lee and his so cameos. Like, oh, holy yeah. crap, that was amazing. So good. Yeah. It rained oh, on my, my God. face when that happened. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yes. likewise. Yeah. Yes. And the fact that they're continuing the Stan Lee cameos. Uh, just for Endgame, and that's it. Really? You want to you wanna talk yeah, about what a great Stanley cameo we had in this movie, though? Mallrats. Because it's a meta cameo. He's, he's yeah. in yes. a cameo. Reading the Mallrats script. Again, he's in a cameo preparing for another cameo in Mallrats. In Mallrats. Oh, man. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was his dude. first cameo, too. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Yep. Kevin Smith cried. Nope, like, it wasn't. It wasn't his first cameo. No? Uh... It, his first cameo was in the Incredible Hulk series, Trial of the Incredible Hulk. He was actually one of the people on oh. the jury. Uh, oh. That's a TV oh, yeah, cameo. That was his first that. cameo. It's not a movie. Yep. But good research. I love that. 
Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like Points for Kevin Smith's reaction for to that was amazing. Oh, yeah. Like he fucking cried. I was like, oh, of course. Yeah, I know. Do yourself yeah. a favor and watch the Kevin Smith YouTube video where he talks about that whole experience. Oh man, it's, it is beautiful. It, it's so great. Mm. Holy crap! Like it just made so much to him, and he and, and I love that. Like they, they put that in there. I think they put it in there for him too, because like of course, he, yeah, because of what Absolutely. he went through. I mean, I mean, like he, he almost died himself, and he's still mm. here, and he's able to do good work, and you know, give everybody joy. And I love that they like put that in there, and it's like holy crap! You're gonna you're gonna you're gonna make his heart swell up, dude. <laughs> like that was amazing. His heart can't take yeah. it. Come on. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <No. laughs> oh man. All right. Um. Let's talk about the. We're, we're gonna do a little. I don't want out, out of order. I want to talk about the shawarma. But I'm going to talk about the last one first, and then we're going to talk about the first one last. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. For reasons. I, okay. Um, so, the fir- so the last one was the cat is – so th- at the end of this movie, the test track gets swallowed by the not cat, by space the cat. The flurkin. The flurkin. Thank the you. Flurkin. The flurkin. Boomer. Flurkin. And it's him coughing up the test track. Yes. Oh, yeah. Right? Very mm-hmm. hairball-esque. Love it. Love it. <laughs> um, from there, we can only assume that Fury starts the um, experiments, you know, the super secret underground base that will lead eventually into the Avengers in the, when was that, 2000? Well, they're, they're already, they're, they were already there. That's Project Pegasus is the building that gets blown up at the beginning of Avengers. There you go. Yeah. Um, cool. Done. That's Next what happens. One. That was the shawarma. That was the, <laughs> very uneventful. The, Middle shawarma was well. Casey, why don't you tell us about it? So, we cut to the end of Infinity War. How much time has passed? Still unclear. But the Avengers have retrieved Fury's beeper. That you know, in this movie, Captain Marvel did a bunch of techno babble stuff to it, where it's like, if you need me, <laughs> if you really need me, call. And they've got it hooked up into this thing that looks like a giant fucking claw machine for some reason yeah with batteries in it and they're like they're like well it it stopped working and and everyone's like oh bruce you got anything for us and he's like i don't know this is some crazy science then they turn around and (laughs) carol's there slightly different hair just where's fury done done it's pretty quick and and easy probably the last thing any of the uh the actors filmed for the you know the ones that aren't showing up after Endgame. Mm. Also, why isn't Fury called her before? I mean, an alien attack on New York yeah, with that's the other doom. too, right? Well, like, well, why wouldn't he call her? Because yeah. he was Cause testing he out his Avengers Initiative. Yeah, he got it. Oh my it god! Was handled. And Fuck. also, the Avengers Initiative is named after Carol Danvers. She yeah, was yeah. Carol Avenger Danvers. Is, is is that is that in the comics? Uh, I don't actually remember what her call sign in the comics is, but I mean, Iceman. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, you want to so, 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 so this would make so this would so this would make her this would make her the first Avenger then, not Captain America. I was gonna say that, yeah. Cap- so Captain, Captain America's America first, first Avenger is false now the, because he's not the first well, Avenger. Not, not because technically he's naming it after her, which would make her the first Avenger, which made Captain America or technically that would make her the first after him. Yeah. I don't know. It doesn't matter. for thought. It doesn't matter. So technically she isn't, technically she is. You want to talk about man babies being man babies about this movie. They're mad that Marvel. No, I'm not. Ta- I'm not talking about that. I'm well, talking about well, the, is, the Avengers thing. Let's thing let's that, let's let's talk about that. Inordinately mad about where it's like, oh, I'm not talking about people. I'm talking about Avengers that. Avengers too. Like, blah. I, it's fine. I yeah. don't care. It, it's it's a writing <laughs> inconsistency, which was just like it needlessly put in there. I, I don't know why. 
it seemed like it was shoehorned in there just because it reasons. I, because I, I they wanted, they wanted to do that. Like, you know what I mean? Because, you know, I'm more mad about Nick Fury being fucking Cat's best friend. Funny. But Yeah, that was really stupid. But, like, yeah. I, I've heard a lot of criticism, and actually Emily has through her podcast as well, about, like, you know, a lot of people are just angry. And, like, um, Clark Gregg, Phil Coulson, tweeted out about it. He mm-hmm. goes, like, why? He doesn't understand. Like, why are people so angry about it? It's so needless. And I kind of agree. Like, there's no need. But I think a lot of people are, like, getting into that, like, angry, defensive state of mind, which can happen. And I'm just going to say this. This is not uh, Lady Ghostbusters all over again. No. This, I, like, I enjoyed this movie. Yeah, it's not. Yeah. Right. It was fairly, it was well acted, fairly well written. Besides the inconsistencies, the CG was great. Like de-aged, yes. Nick Fury looked amazing. Oh man, that was, was incredible! Oh, my God, Douglas, yeah, yeah I was like, damn, they can there. do whatever they want now. Look at this guy. This movie promised a lot with its first MCU female led. Right? Do you think that this succeeded? I don't think so. In the least bit, I don't, I don't think so. Cause, 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 you know, I, I, it's it's weird, but like, I don't. I think people can like kind of skip this movie and just go into Endgame, Infinity War, Endgame. Yeah. You know, yeah. Because, because I think Captain Marvel is going to play a, a good role in um in Endgame, but I mean, I, I can't say for sure. We we have no idea. I mean, she's definitely going to kick some ass. She's really powerful. But all you have to know is that she's a really powerful superhero, and like that's it. You know, because this movie was good. I didn't hate it. Uh, I, I thought it I thought it was decent. Um, they had some really good parts in it. I liked all the space stuff. Um, it had some really good acting parts in it. Uh, I really liked some some of the breakout scenes from from Ben Mendelsohn's character uh, with with a lot of the feel, especially when he was reunited with with his uh, his uh, family. I thought yeah, that was oh, that was God. pretty touching. Uh, uh, I, I like I, I liked Rambo's point. character and how she was just like you know suffering all these years with the loss of her best friend. She thought she was dead and then came back like that's that's a huge punch to the psyche. Mm. Um, but but for the most part, uh, I I think it was your I think it felt like like a phase one movie. It was kind of all it right, did. you know. Yeah, yes. yeah. it was like it was, you know, it was, a fil- it, was it was okay. I wouldn't I don't say it like it was revolutionary. It did, it felt a lot like a filler movie because that's what it, I hate. Yes, to call it, a filler it movie. held us over for Endgame, it but did. it was a filler movie. However, however, I feel a lot of like like kind of like what Black Panther kind of sort of did. A lot of women who never really watched a Marvel movie are geared give Dave two shits mm-hmm. went to go see this. Yes, yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. for sure. It definitely, yeah. you know, and they, and they enjoyed it and it was a good movie mm-hmm. to like, it's, it's, and that's what makes these movies great. It bought, uh, it brought people who would never would have cared to see this into our world, into why we love this stuff, into why we look at this stuff. And hopefully maybe much like a lot of my friends did with black Panther, they'll watch these movies or they'll watch this, go back, watch other Avenger movies and start picking up a couple comics. Yeah. I know friends of mine who never read a comic in their life. They saw Black Panther. I'm like, this guy's, this fucking guy is good. And they went to go buy comics. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. For me, like, I kind of agree with the sentiment. It's, for me, it's, it's middle of the road, but kind of towards the higher end of the middle of the road Marvel movies, Mm. personally for me. But like, ultimately, if I had amnesia and forgot everything that was in this movie, I don't think anything would change in terms of my understanding of how everything goes down. And that's, I think it's exactly. kind of a problem with prequel movies too, right? Is mm-hmm. you'll, you will have that Captain America is sure the exception because it took so far into the past where anything could really happen. Yeah. This one, it's only what? 10 years, 15 years before years. Iron Man. Yeah. yeah. Or 13, 13. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I, uh, yeah, I was, I was gonna say real quick, yeah, yeah. uh, 
I give it a B plus. I didn't think it was kind of similar feeling I had with um, uh, with Black Panther, where I expected a very very different tone movie, and I it was it felt very in line with the tone that we had before. So I don't think it quite moved the needle a lot. It was very fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I really liked it. It was up to caliber, but I don't think like it. I don't think it's the best Marvel movie that we've seen yet. Yeah, for sure. I get. Yeah, and I agree with I agree with uh, Ruto in chat that it's better than Iron Man two and Thor two. Why do people yeah, hate Iron Man two so much? Iron Man three is clearly. I, 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 the I don't worst hate movie. it. I, yeah, I don't. I don't hate it. You need to rewatch Iron Man three and give that movie more credit. No, it sucks. Oh, but was Iron Man three? Was Iron Man three the one where he was crying oh, a lot? Yeah. Iron Man yep. three is the one. And where then I'm the Mandarin. Yeah. That's the worst one. <laughs> That's, That's the, the worst. worst one. That's the so worst. <laughs> and like and Pepper Potts was was like like kicked ass in the end. It's out of nowhere. It was horrible. Anyway, yeah. which which I didn't mind that, but like they should have made they should made her kick ass throughout the entire movie. Like if you're gonna do that, not, not just the I, end there, kick, made her kick ass with the whole movie. Anyway. My I give Captain Marvel a solid seven out of ten. Okay, totally fine Fair. movie. Wow, nice. Just as formulaic as the first Iron Man and Doctor Strange, and that's all well <laughs> and good. I'm very excited to see her in Endgame. I could not be more excited for Endgame than I am for any other movie, but it's it yes. really important that this movie exists just because yep. I got to see what it looks like t- when someone goes Super Saiyan live action. Yes. Yeah. Literally, yeah. Yeah. but <laughs> more, but yeah. also yeah. my girlfriend going Super Saiyan in the audience. Nice. It's, oh, it's something special cool. to be seen, to see representation mm-hmm. develop before your very eyes. It's outrageous. <laughs> um, and I want more stuff like that. Yeah, absolutely. That's all I got. Did she see Wonder yeah. Woman? Wait, which one did she well, think was better? She, did you ask her this? She preferred Wonder Woman because the Wonder Woman's theme song will fucking make you jump out of your goddamn seat. Yeah, that That's is true. true. Accurate. Uh, that is. Yeah. Now I have to listen to it now. That is officially all of the time that we have for tonight. This has been issue number 180 of the Bad County Funky Podcast. I want to go ahead and uh, just thank everyone. Take a moment as, as we do to thank everyone who showed up live over at twitch.tv forward slash Bad Coyote Funky oh, yeah. here on Thursday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We yeah. had uh, Ocon showing up. Good to see you. We had Soul Gator Guy Adam. Good to see you as well. We had Rutu, as always. We had Deadly Effect underscore. I'm going to say these correctly. Deadly Effect underscore with <laughs> Twitch Prime giving us a couple extra bucks in our hey, pockets. Yeah. Some TV provides oh. wonderful content. Um, at least I think, in my opinion, is biased. Wonderful content. We also, in the bits too, yeah, we did have that. Uh, Stealth yeah. Killer showing up uh, and Noble Armo. Uh, Stephman73, good to see you. Actually, I think it's the first time mm-hmm. he's been here. Or she. I'm not going to assume anything. Mm-hmm. And that. We had the Geek Generation oh, come in. Generation. How's it going? Yeah. Generation Rob. And if you guys uh, are not following any of his wonderful content, please, please do so. Uh, he just launched a new podcast network with six shows, three of them reoccurring yeah. and three brand new ones. Uh, maybe more to come about that next week because that's it. Gentlemen, we'll see you next time or we will see you another time. <laughs>